Hello, I'm Aaron Klein, current executive audio producer at the Tufts Daily. And while I'm currently residing on the Daily staff, there are many members who serve with me and many members who have come before me. Those members, present and past, are here to share their stories with you. This is my daily story. For today's segment, reporter Ari Nevetta sat down with Robert Kaplan. All right, so Robert, could you just um, give a quick intro with your name, uh, I guess pronouns, and what years you've been on The Daily and what, what you've been doing with The Daily? Sure, yeah, so my name's Robert Kaplan. Um, I use the he series pronouns, I'm a senior. Um, I've been involved in The Daily uh, all four years of my college career. Um, starting off in the fall of 2018, I joined the news section, um, and then for the next year, um, so for three semesters, I was in the news section, covered a whole bunch of beats, um, became an assistant news editor and then a news editor. Um, and then in the spring 2020, I was executive news editor. Um, lots of fun stories to tell from that <laughs> period of my life. Um, and then in the, in the summer and fall of 2020, I was the business director of the daily. And then that was kind of the extent of my full throttle engagement. After that, I took a much more uh, laid back role. Um, and so helped a little bit with the podcast, uh, the new weekly news podcast, The Rewind, um, and even got to write a column for a semester with one of my friends. And this semester, I'm just uh, facilitating group discussions for this uh, uh, ex-college class for certain members of the, the Daily's leadership. So that's what I do. It sounds like you have um, a lot of experience with the Daily to draw on. But I guess just to get started, do you have any particular stories or memories you'd like to share? Well, there's a couple. There's probably three kind of you know, groups that stand out to me. One are the the, the kind of the substance of reporting. Um, I think, you know, with the beats that I covered when I was actively writing and doing less editing, um, I started off on the TCU Senate beat, so I was covering student government. Um, and there's there's a lot to say about that, but arguably it doesn't generalize well. <laughs> that people outside of those groups are not very interested in what's happening. Um, and I covered Massachusetts State Policy um, and Tufts Research Institutes, all of which I really enjoyed. Um, you know, I think because I was doing so much that's a lot of reporting in the Tufts bubble, when I was able to step outside of that, it was extremely gratifying. And I felt like I was really doing something that mattered, not for just the Somerville or Medford community, whatever I was reporting on, um, but kind of bridging the gap and connecting developments outside of the Tufts bubble to how it affects the members in it. Um, one good example of that is well, there's, I think, two. One of my first articles I wrote, I went into the city of Somerville and attended municipal meetings, um, which included the Somerville tree warden. It's a real job. It's crazy. About <laughs> um, this invest invasive pest that was affecting only ash trees. And um, long story short, there's a lot of ash trees in the area because it used to be popular to only plant ash trees. And some are on Tufts campus, but they're being dealt with differently. Um, than those in Medford and Somerville and the actual you know, Boston area towns because of the way Tufts', Tufts relationship is with those towns. Um, and so I did a lot of community reporting and, and kind of dug into the Tufts bureaucracy. And I felt like this is a different kind of thing than what I'd been doing. I mean, I, I, uh, my first couple assignments were very much Tufts bubble pieces. And, and while they're good practice for learning how to write, it got, kind of got me hooked on why this whole thing matters. So there's there's... A couple other stories from the, the reporting side of, you know, my daily experience that I think um, 
are compelling. They, they're, they're a little bit less fun than that and that I know I was less happy at the time. <laughs> so right in the last couple of days before we were sent home in March, 2020, um, I was kind of, you know, I was, so I was running the news desk at the time, um, which um, a lot of responsibilities are involved in that. And the section was structured a little bit differently at the time than it is now. So I was directly responsible for, you know, the whole team of 30 writers and making sure that we had adequate coverage of the news that was actually happening from start to finish um, for, you know, our daily production cycles and also supervising the editing. There's a lot that went into it. But in those last couple of days, um, the pace of news was accelerating rapidly and, and beyond the control of kind of the systems we already had in place to deal with news, which were basically weekly assignment schedules. Um, so I was doing a lot of reporting on my own. Um, the second, the penultimate day of on in-person classes, I will forever remember because I had a 1030 class in the crane room um, and I missed it because I woke up, I was living in Carm at the time, I was an RA, and I woke up and the power was out. And I woke up to a message to this and I was like, damn, got work to do. <laughs> Waking up to work isn't fun. Um, and so I took a shower in the dark with my flashlight, my phone flashlight as a, as a light source. And then booked it across campus. I had sent a couple emails to the usual uh, uh, university context to try to suss out what was happening, but it became clear there's a lot of buildings without power. Um, I'd planned on going to class, but I had to be late because I was running across upper campus cataloging which buildings had and did not have power. I think they all were lacking power except for Olin and Baloo, which led to some fun fake conspiracies about why that was the case. Um, I mean, but that was just one of, I think, five news articles we published on the last day of school, um, which I think was a testament to just how much we were keeping up with um, and fulfilling our responsibilities as a, a paper for this community, media source for this community. It's, it was a, a hectic time for all of us. Certainly. I think that's the way to say. Um, yeah. And then you you became business director. Yes. Um, what led you to to step into that role? <laughs> um, you know, there's a long story that's probably uh, too involved and too dramatic for this format. <laughs> but the short version is that um, there were too few people for all of the roles we needed to fill on the managing board, the senior leadership of the daily at the time. Um, and so it was an intentional planning process about who would do what. And um, I thought I was the best fit for that role. Uh, and there was a lot of uh, systemic failure that happened in that department over the previous years. I mean, it wasn't anybody's individual fault, though certain specific events had happened in the past year. Um, so I kind of took a strong hand in completely restructuring the business department over the course of the summer. And we did this this you know summer-long research um, uh, project that I spearheaded. We got like 12 people involved to, to, to diagnose what the structural problems were with the daily, because problems that would have been happening in the business department in the past year um, were new to us, but not new to the paper. And uh, it was incumbent upon me to figure out why. That was the mission I had set for myself. It culminated at midway through the summer in a 36-item uh, memo that kind of explained what the problems were and proposals with how to deal with them. And the nuance aside, uh, looking back, we got about 30 out of those 36 accomplished in some form. Um, and they touched on every aspect of the paper, especially the business department and things related to the business department. Um, but they reached pretty far. And I definitely, I'm proud of that as my, my greatest legacy of the daily. Yeah. And then last spring, you were host of The Rewind. Um, I don't know. Do you have any particular like fun stories that you got to, to, to report on or people you interviewed in particular? You know, I think what was fun about doing The Rewind was that 
it was a completely different format from what I had experienced before. I mean, I'd really thought a lot about how to do what the daily does in a print context and to an extent on a web context, but, um, I had very little experience myself with audio journalism. Um, and though I know a lot of people involved in that, it was new to me. And I think, um, it's not that there were any specific moments, um, from the, the, the rewind experience that, um, seared into my memory, but it was an appreciation for the different multitudinous ways, uh, that members of the daily can tell stories compellingly in a way that the test community wants to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and now in your last semester at Tufts and at the daily, you are leading an ex college class, um, designed specifically for members of the Tufts leadership team. Um, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about what, <laughs> what led yeah, you to do so, that as well? So the Tufts daily ex college class, um, it's kind of a, it's, 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 it has ambiguous boundaries on what it is. So it's kind of hard to succinctly describe. Um, it fits really coherently into the ex-college's uh, ideology, which is maybe not so much an ideology, but kind of pedagogical point of view um, uh, about conventionally unorthodox ways um, of facilitating collegiate level learning. That's what the ex-college does. You know, and we're aware of those cool classes. I think uh, a couple semesters ago there was from... From sheep to shawl or something like that where people could shear sheep which um famously a lot of senior engineers gobbled up um <laughs> there's a lot of examples of really cool things the ex-college class uh, ex-college does um but for the daily we have this kind of this 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 format for members of the executive board and managing boards um which is a modified version of a quid dunk which is a latin word that originally you know literally means what now or what next I'm pretty sure in the medieval Latin, it was used to refer to a gossipy person, which I think is just a funny fact. Because, <laughs> um, you know, gossipy people always want to know what's, what's the news, you know? Um, but for the daily ex-college class, this is an opportunity for people in the daily who are spending significant amounts of time um, running an important institution on campus. They're doing a lot of experiential learning over the course of those roles. Um, and so the philosophy of this class, and it's been exact executed many different ways over the course of the couple semesters it's been available um and it's only it's only been available for a couple um the the philosophy of the course is to complement to complement the experiential learning with um some critical discussion that grounds it allows participants to question their assumptions and really think deeply about what they're doing and why um and i think the why bit is the part that's most important to me i mean it's it, it resonates deeply with that that summer research project I did as business director and kind of the conclusions I started to get out of being news exec, um, that a lot of roles at the daily for those in the senior leadership don't afford a lot of time to question why we're doing what we're doing. How are we progressing towards our ultimate goals as a paper? And what even are those goals? Um, because the daily production cycle is so busy. And then for members who are not in the senior leadership, the, the labor is often so distributed that there's not the, 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 context really engage in those issues so we're trying to tackle all these things at once through, through some facilitated discussion i guess the last thing that i would add is that it, the tufts daily has been a constant as part of my tufts undergraduate experience its intensity has varied over time <laughs> and i'm grateful that the intensity is no longer near its peak um but it was not only a very important chapter of my Tufts life and as a result, my life, 
Um, I think it was the most important chapter of my undergraduate career. I think I learned so much about myself, um, not only as a writer, a reporter, an editor, but as a leader and as a citizen of a, of a community that values active citizenship, um, that without it, I'm not sure what my life would be like. <laughs>